You're listening to the Top Shelf Creator Podcast. On today's podcast, we talked with Jessmine Solana from Interact, a quiz building software that helps you gain leads in a fun and interactive way that helps put more human aspects back into your marketing, as well as gives you data that you might just be able to use for other things. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Cabrina Budwell, and you're about to experience the best way to create a thriving creator business online from other creators just like you, who are making a full-time living doing what they love. We are here to help you create a sustainable business that helps you more than survive, but thrive. Get ready, because this is the first creator podcast to give you clarity, strategy, and tactical solutions to position yourself in the market create systems that convert, and harness your influence to scale your community. Welcome to the Top Shelf Creator Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Top Shelf Creator. I am here with Jessvin Solana, who is the Digital Marketing Manager of at Interact Quiz Builder, and we're going to be talking about quizzes, why they're great for lead generation, but also some other things that we don't normally talk about of how are we actually putting some human interaction into these quizzes and why does this work so well in the market that we're in as we've taken human interaction and automated things so much that we don't actually know who any of our people are besides just a number or a follower count or any of these metrics that we're trying to base our business off of. So thank you for coming on the show and I'd love for you to take a minute and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about why you're passionate about quizzes. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, And for those of you who don't know, Cabrino is actually on our podcast a while back. So you guys should definitely check out that episode because it was a good one. Um, But my name is Jessmine. I am the digital marketing manager at Interact. And it's been a crazy ride. I've been here for five years now, coming up on six in 2023. So, you know, it's really – I love this question of sort of why – I'm passionate about quizzes because if you're not, you can't stay at a company for this long, right? (laughs) Um, But to take you a little bit back of my background, I was a marketing major in college and that's sort of where I first understood the importance of data in marketing. And taking me into my first job out of college, I was an SDR, so sales development representative in sales, and I wasn't very good at it. But because I was in sales development, that was my first touch with lead generation and why that's important for your business. When Interact found me, um, we were building out a partner program. And I was like, okay, well, I've never really worked with partners before. I don't really know what I'm doing, but let me check out the company. And um, once I saw what the tool was, quizzes, using it to generate leads online, I was immediately hooked because one, you see, you know, okay, so this is a way for people to gather leads, get those emails into their email list. But two, you're also collecting data at the same time, which actually at the time we hadn't talked a lot about as a company. It was all around growing your email list, getting people onto your email list, but we didn't talk about the part where you actually get to know your audience. So that was super exciting for me. Yeah, and I love that because I think that especially in the entrepreneurial world, we start talking about data and everybody, they glaze over. 
because it's not the sexy parts of marketing of, oh, this is how you're going to get more people and this is how you're going to make more money based on X, Y, and Z. But like you pointed out, it means so much because it's like those little questions that you ask on a date of what's your favorite color and what do you really like and what lights you up? And we forget that this data is actually those questions for our audience. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And from what you can do from there really is just really tailor your own marketing and your own messaging to that specific person. And I mean, I myself, I, I love shopping. I love buying things, but I'm more inclined to buy from people that I feel like really understand who I am as a person, even when I don't fully understand who I am as a person. I'll see something and I'm like, wow, I could really use that. I really needed something like this and I didn't know it existed. Mm-hmm. Well, and we see that with BuzzFeed. I mean, they started in this quiz space because they realized that we want to know more about ourselves. So that's why you can take a quiz on which Disney princess are you and all of these silly different things that don't really matter in the big spectrum, but you're like, oh, well, this is who I relate to. And then you start talking about it. And from my leadership studies background, what I realized is that people are always changing and they're always learning more about themselves. And if we can cater to that and then use that information to give them the best products possible. And I think that's the breakdown that we've had here is that people are like, oh, well, quiz means lead means they buy something instead of quiz means lead. And I get to know somebody and I get to push them towards the right people and the right offer and doing it out of a heart of service, which I think a lot of people start out with in this space, but don't necessarily stay with because you're always like, okay, well, I have to have this next lead. I have to have this next launch. How much money do I need to get? And then you get lost in the minutia of running a business. Exactly. And there's this other part to it too where, you know, you're learning more about your audience and specific people, but it also helps you figure out, okay, what offers do I really need to invest my time and money into. Maybe you have this huge launch and you feel really good about it, but your audience is actually in a totally different place than you thought they were. And part of it is sort of if you are in that stage of like, okay, well, I want to make as much money. I want to get as many people in here as possible. You do have to know that information in order to get there. So you need to know like, oh, well, if everybody got you know, this result that caters to one of my offers that I don't really pay attention to, this is a way to figure that out and and change that and say, okay, well, let me let me look back at what I'm doing and really think about and really reflect on, okay, how am I serving people and am I doing it in the way that they need me to? Mm-hmm. And so running back to that offer piece, what has been the biggest factor that you've seen for creators as they're building out quizzes and figuring out what questions to ask and tailoring this to their audience that has been the biggest mind-blowing breakthrough as far as offers go? For sure, you need to sort of kind of obviously look at what you're already doing, right? But as you're coming up with your questions and thinking about, okay, what do I want to ask? It's really like, what do you want to know about your audience? What do you want – what do you want to understand about them? And peeling back those layers and what those characteristics are in order to figure out, okay, what result do they get? And then how does this result relate to what my offers are? 
Yeah. And I love that because one of the things that we do when we build out quizzes for people is we say, what are the buckets? Let's start Mm -hmm. with the end in mind of what offers do we actually already have Mm -hmm. and work backwards from there. And I think it's so easy to get into the questions first because it's exciting to be like, okay, what information do I need? Do I want? And miss the reason why we're asking questions because I'm sure that you've seen this too. Sometimes we ask questions like, are you male or female? Do you own a business? Do you not own a business? When really we should be asking questions that give us that information and some. Like if you had $5 million, what would you do with it? And giving those options versus those smaller questions to keep our audience engaged. I love that. I love that question because I actually had a conversation with someone a few weeks ago where they didn't know what questions to ask and they they knew they needed to ask, you know, sort of those demographic questions. But um, I have this one particular quiz in mind and I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, but um, it asks sort of those stylistic questions or personality excuse me, personality questions in which like, you know, what TV show character are you? Maybe like from Friends or from Gilmore Girls and whatnot. And those actually tell you more than you think. So let's say, you know, if you're a Rachel versus a Phoebe, that gives you more personality, more stylistic ideas than if you were to say, you know, um, how old are you? How long have you been in business for, <laughs> for example? Or how do you like to talk to people? You know, you're you're now adding that persona based off of someone that they know really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love using the characters because then we can think deeply about who this person is because we've got seasons of knowing who they are. And lots of people have written about it. I mean, even Gary Vee has said that people could make a whole business just out of loving friends as a TV show. And so knowing all of that information, going back and saying, what demographic of shows do my people listen to? Like my coach specifically, most of his people are Star Wars, nerdy, Mm -hmm. all of those kind of fantasy things. So it makes sense for us to ask some of those questions to see like which Star Wars character they are versus who do you think that you are as an entrepreneur? Exactly. And so for you, when you're helping somebody build out a quiz, answering some of these questions and trying to get them to see how to rehumanize marketing in general, what are some of the things that you point people towards? So the way that I usually start off is – kind of like what you were saying earlier, we start for backwards, you know, and then we, or we start from the end and then we go backwards. And really that's where it is. You basically take um, your business and you start thinking about, okay, who are the people in my audience that I serve or how do my offer serve people? And you give them like, let's say four personalities, four personas, I usually say. Then I tell people, okay, from there, you want to start looking at the different characteristics of each of those four personas. Write those down and that's how you come up with your questions because those characteristics will lead to your results. And then that's how people feel more connected to it as well. They'll feel really, you know, gosh, what's the word for like, you get me. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like aha moment. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I usually point people towards sort of just taking a look at what you're already doing. I mean, it's always it's always cool and fun to add in sort of those like what TV show character are you? But it's those are kind of secondary to okay, what are the characteristics? Who are the people that I'm talking to? Then you can get to the fun stuff and start thinking about how can I add a little more pizzazz to this, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah, and I love that you're taking the personality and using it in the positioning as well of okay, here's what I absolutely have to know. And then here's the fun things based on the people that I already have been working with. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of our creators that haven't started a quiz or just trying to figure out how to actually even do lead generation in general, because the landscape has changed dramatically. You can't just pop a form into a Facebook group for entrepreneurs and get people to sign up like you could even two or three years ago. And you can't just like put your landing page out there and hope that people are going to land on it. So how are you seeing one? So this is really two questions for people who are trying to start a quiz. What's the best way to do that to get the most bang for their buck? And then where are you seeing people put these quizzes in order to get it out there, maybe with ad spend and without ad spend for those people that are in both buckets? Love that. And it's a great question because, you know, we get this all the time where people are like, am I ready? You know, like, is it time for me to get a quiz? You see all these really big names using something like a quiz, you know, and you see these stories of, oh, I got like 3,000 leads in two weeks. I got, you know, 200 leads overnight as soon as I launched my quiz. And the reality of it is, is that there's a lot of different factors that go into place when stuff like that happens or when that sort of like virality effect happens. Um, Usually you'll want to already have an established business, right? You want to think about like, okay, do I already have offers? Have I already talked to people who have purchased my offers or have worked with me and I have a good idea of who they are and also the people that I want to work with or I want to capture out of this larger audience? Um, You know, market research goes into it. Who are my competitors? What are they doing? What are they offering? And then also too, I I always – it's the part that people don't like talking about or thinking about, but budget, you know? And if you have that – if you're thinking about budget, like what what are the must-haves and what are the nice-to-haves within that? So if I'm ready for a quiz – Will I be doing paid ads or do I need to have, you know, or I need to, do I need to keep it organic? But if I have, you know, if I don't have the budget for paid, but I want to do organic, do I already have sort of the SEO, like the visibility in place on the internet where people can find me or they know where I'm at? And then also like to think about if I already have a community or a network of people who are willing to share my quiz, look at my quiz. Let me know if it actually feels like I got it right or I know what, you know, they're looking for, what they're struggling with as a consumer. And once you sort of think of all of that, have it in place, then you can start strategizing your quiz. I might have forgot your second question as I was talking, but (laughs) remind me if I don't answer it. Um, But yeah, so those are sort of the things that I always like to tell people is, you know, when you first launch a business and you see this, it's great to see all these cool things and all these cool tools that people are using. And yes, you need an email list. Yes, you need to get people on that email list. But you also need to have a sort of set of things in place. Um, 
On the other side of that though, let's say you are ready for a quiz but you don't quite have, you know, we'll say like even 10,000 followers or what have you on social media or you don't already have like an established email list, you can take those like, you know, 15 people that signed up for your email list within the first day and from your quiz and say like, okay, let me pitch my offer. And that, and if they all buy or if some of them buy, that's still 15 more people than you had yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, each number counts and you can only scale and grow from there. Yes. Well, and the great thing about Interact is that when people get to the results page, you have the option of sending them to a free offer, so some kind of freebie, mm-hmm. or you can pitch a really low-priced offer um, known as a tripwire. And I think that that's such a cool way to see how engaged people are once they have taken your quiz and doing a little bit of testing and putting both out there and seeing what people are willing to do specifically in your market. And this is so dependent on what you're doing, what kind of business you're in. So for people who are watching and listening, trying things and looking at marketing as this is just an experiment. Yes. Instead of this is something that is the make or break of my business because a lot of times we use something in the very beginning and then we come back to it and we're like, oh, I just needed to learn X, Y, and Z and have these lessons in place in my life before I was able to figure out how to use this correctly. So I think that understanding quizzes is a great way to, even when you're very new at business, understand what problem you solve and what problems specifically each of your offers solve. Because you might not have four offers. You might only have one or two. But um, there's several people that I follow who are like, well, we have one big offer and we have it as one-on-one. We have it as a group program. We have it as a do-it-yourself course. It's the same process, the same product per se, but you're getting different levels of support. And maybe that's where you come at it from a quiz perspective as well of like, how much support does my audience need? So there's so many ways that you can go about making this really choose your own adventure of figuring out who your people are. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. It's something that I think people forget is, you know, when you're using a tool, of course, there's sort of this feeling of, okay, well, I'm paying for it, so it should work, right? And at the end of the day, it's similar to if you were to put Facebook ads out there. You just never know until you test it out. And once you test it out, there are some people where they feel, okay, it's not really working for me and I feel like I've done all the tweaks in the world. You know, maybe I should step away and try this again another time. Um, But also on the other end of that, that's telling you information. So if you feel like, okay, I put out a quiz, this happened, this happened, and this didn't happen. That's not to say that the test is over or it didn't work. You just now have new information and you can tweak from there. Yes, and I love that because looking at data is not good or bad. It's just there. (laughs) Yeah. And if we can do that as entrepreneurs and as creators and small business owners in general, there would be so many different things that we'd be doing. Like we're starting to see bigger businesses use quizzes especially weight loss specifically. So if you've never gone through Noom's quiz, I highly suggest that you pause this and go and find it. And you're welcome. They'll probably send you ads now. 
because your phone has heard it. And what I've loved about their quiz is that you start to see, oh, this is how bigger companies are doing it. Because if we can learn from their data as well of what questions are they asking, how is this making me feel as I'm going through this quiz, then we can reverse engineer that when we're creating our own. Obviously, it's not going to be as fancy or have as many steps and things like that because we don't want to have more than really 12 questions at the absolute most for our people. But at the same time, we can say, well, this is how I felt. This is why I, I, you know, like I just got into the Enneagram and reading through the book and typing myself and all those things. There were all these feelings coming up and I was sitting here going, oh, this is exactly like when we write out a quiz, but I'm learning more in depth of what's happening versus just answering a couple of questions. And I think if we can keep that in mind, then we're like, okay, well, people are out there already doing these things. So it doesn't have to be so scary to make the jump either. Exactly. And I just remembered your second part of your question (laughs) from earlier. And it was how can people get sort of seen or how can their quiz get seen, right? That's what it was. Yes, yes. Um, And I think what you just said also sort of leads into that is, you know, one, you just have to keep putting it out there. But the simplest way to put it is you want to make sure people have access to it on your actual website. So whether that's a link, a pop-up, or it's within almost every single blog post or every blog post that relates to it, has its own landing page, those are the quizzes that do the best. Is It's easy to find. It's right on the website. So even if they find you through let's say a podcast episode, Um, they go to your website, you want that quiz to be visible and you want them to, you know, we want it to be one of the first things they see. And that's what gets them to take it because of that curiosity. And it's, you know, the first question, it's their first impression of you. Yeah. And so going back on first questions, what are some of the maybe patterns that you've seen really work well or things that have popped off quickly for people? So when I say first question, I usually talk about the cover page, um, the title on the cover page, and that's because we like to present it as a question. And that's the part that creates curiosity. So I'll talk about both, the actual first question and the title. Um, So for your title, I always relate it to sort of billboard marketing. Um, I remember this so vividly reading it in college that when you're, you know, designing a billboard. You want it to be so easy to read that someone can read it in four seconds while they're driving. So if you ever thought about this or if you ever drive near a billboard now, you'll notice it's super quick. It's really easy to understand and there's really no question about it, but it creates curiosity. It's the same with a quiz, especially if they're scrolling on the internet. They see it on somebody's post or they see it um, in an ad or they run across your website and it's the first thing that they see. You want it to be really easy to understand and you want it to grab their attention. Once they click that take quiz button, that very first question, people are curious, but you want to make sure we keep them reading. So we always like to say, make sure this is the 
easiest thing for them to answer out of all of your questions. You don't want them to have to think twice about it. Once they get past the first question, you're usually good to go. Um, If the first question is too personal or if it's too long to read, people tend to lose interest and then they drop off right there. But if it's super easy like, okay, well, you know, tell me what you like to drink in the morning, coffee, tea, water, lemon water, and they say, oh, coffee, obviously. Um, Right when they get there, they can continue on. Yeah, and I love that because I think that that drop-off is something that Interact does really well as far as letting you know where are people dropping off so that you can go back and then re-engineer what that looks like as you're figuring it out. So not feeling like, oh, well, I had 50 people hit this and only 20 actually went through the full quiz, going back and saying, at a meta level, what question did what? Maybe I should switch this one here. And just knowing that your question might not be bad, the placement might be bad. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It's similar to sort of, you know, writing a book. And I know I know not everyone out there are authors, but we've all read a book, you know, and you always start the story with an attention-grabbing first sentence. And then when you continue going, you're still kind of introducing the characters, right? You're introducing the story. So it's easy to think of a quiz in the same way. You know, you grab their attention with that hook and then you kind of introduce it a little bit. Then you get deeper into the middle of the plot until you get to the end and they get their results. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'd love for you to talk about the different kinds of quizzes since we're talking about books and a lot of the people that listen have ebooks, some kind of PDF freebie, all of those things. And in comparing those of a quiz versus some of these other Uh, ways to get people on your list. Where do you feel a quiz falls as far as when people are ready to do that? And maybe some things that they can consider first if they don't feel ready. Love that. Um, I want to say first and foremost, Mm -hmm. people see, you know, a shiny new tool and they think they have to get rid of everything they've already done. You know, they think, oh my God, okay, well, I put all this work into it, but apparently they don't work. With quizzes, all of that stuff still applies. So, all your ebooks, all your freebies, all your PDFs, all of that content that you've already created still applies. This is just a way to make it more useful. So, when I go on someone's website and I see, like, oh, download my ebook, I may or may not be interested. I may download it but never read it or I may download it and then read it but there's not always a follow-up from that. Whereas when you have a quiz in place as your like top lead magnet or your – what's the word for like biggest lead magnet? I oh God, it's escaping me but you guys know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, almost like top of funnel. Top of funnel. When it's your top of funnel, you're like first lead magnet to grab people in. Um, you're going to get them in the door – get that data, 
make them feel like, okay, well, I'm about to answer this question that you have. Like you are struggling with something and I will give you the answer to it. Then you can take all of that existing content that you have and send it in an email and let them know like, hey, once you put in your email address, I'm going to send you my ebook. I'm going to send you my freebie. You're going to get a checklist for exactly what this is. And let's say they get a result that has no need for the ebook. You know, now you're understanding, okay, maybe there's people who are still shopping around. They're not really sure, but they would make really good use out of my blog. Once they get to your blog, you have other ways for them to sign up for your um, content or consume your content. Maybe you're sending them to your YouTube channel or you have a course, Um, different things like that. And that's sort of the best way to take everything, all that work that you've already done, make it more useful by really understanding who you're talking to by using your quiz and sending them that information. And that way you stay top of mind for them. Mm-hmm. Well, and this leads us really nicely into something that you talk about for zones of vibration of being able to really create, just like you were saying with the book, this journey that people go on of they really do get to choose their own adventure. And they're not just like, here's all the amazing things that I've created for you. Now go find which ones apply to you. You're actually saying, here's all the amazing things I created for this specific kind of person who's at this specific space. And then taking them, like it's almost like you're holding their hand and walking them through until they do become a paying customer and giving them that sense of, oh, I'm reading your diary. I'm, I've been there. I'm walking this path with you. And I just get to be Yoda to your Luke Skywalker versus all of the things and just being the sage that sits on the mountain and says, here's the information that you're not exactly sure that you need yet. Yeah. I always think back to, um, you know, last year on Instagram, I got so into the wellness space. It's just like, going wild in a good way. And I was so into the idea of, you know, hormones and how it affects your mood, how it affects like, you know, just like how you feel during the day. And I found this particular woman who I believe is a doctor. Um, That's what it says on Instagram at least. But she's a doctor on Instagram. Her reels killing it, you know, immediately hooks you in. I signed up for her email list out of curiosity and, you know, was really excited about it because I saw the word doctor and I was like, okay, she knows what she's talking about. I want to be on this email list. I want to learn more. But I wasn't quite ready to actually tackle any issues, right? I was in the stage of, oh, this is totally new to me, but I'm interested. Signed up for her email list. And I think by the third or fourth email, I had unsubscribed because it was just all over the place. It was, you know, Not in a bad way, but just, you know, sending me information on medical conditions that I didn't think I had, um, problems that I didn't have. And it wasn't quite hitting, you know, the spot for the ones that I did have because I was not quite in that place, right? Let's say she had a quiz and knew exactly what I felt what my body was experiencing and she had that information in order to figure out, okay, what emails do I need to send this specific person where, you know, maybe they don't have any major medical conditions, but it does, you know, hormones do affect their mood. Um, You know, their cycle is a little wonky, X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever. 
Had that happened, I would have stayed on that email list much longer. I probably would have also became more interested in, you know, overarching things like her book. Um, I believe she also had like a a sort of like journal, like a way to kind of track everything that happens every day. But I had lost that interest essentially because it wasn't quite there. By that third or fourth email, it was sending me information on, you know, hey, if you have this medical condition, here's what you can do. And the next email was like, here's what else you can do. But I didn't quite have that, right? So I was like, okay, never mind. This isn't for me. Well, and you bring up such a great point of the things that we're sending people because we're so deep in whatever our expertise is that we forget that when people are first seeing us, they're like, I am just interested. I'm trying to figure this out. And I think coming from the tech space and positioning, that's something that I've experienced over the years of this is what I do is really cool. And once you sit down and explain it to people, people are like, oh, hey, I get it. And when I started seeing other people do that, that's really what drove me towards quizzes in the first place because I was like, there's got to be a better way to understand these people without having to get on a call with every single Mm -hmm. person and feel like everybody's this special snowflake. And really, as a business owner, step back and say, what are the main things that people are experiencing and what are the levels that they're experiencing it in as if we're walking up a staircase versus everybody's at the same spot? And yes, does it make the setup a tiny bit more difficult? Yes, but does it make it so much more worth it and help so many more people at the end of the day? Exactly. And the thing that came to mind as you were speaking was sort of, you know, if we had all the time in the world, if we had all the money in the world, we would spend our time probably getting on calls with every single person and having really deep, meaningful conversations, but we can't. And a quiz can do that at scale. Uh, beauty of the internet. Get it out there. Everyone can see it if they wanted to. We just have to make sure that they find it. Yes. And I think that's where we start putting it in the right spot and testing things out and going back to this is an experiment. And like we had talked about right before we started this uh, podcast episode of finding those people within your community of go through this. Let me know what you think because you're my target audience. But also, can you share it with people like you so that I'm reaching more people? Because ideally, that's one of the greatest thing about quizzes and why the ad spend can be so low is because we get it out in front of the right people, the right people share it with the right people. And then all of a sudden, our sphere is becoming bigger and bigger as if we're watching rain on a river and we're seeing all of these little ripple effects happen. Yes, exactly. And I think also keeping in mind – I don't know if you said this in the recording or you said it before too, but sort of like if you had 200 followers on Instagram, you know, people don't see that as a big deal. But if 200 people were in a room with you, you would be like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. (laughs) I don't know what to do here. There's a lot of people. Uh, But it would be a special thing, right? And it's the same thing with quizzes. Even if you don't feel like, oh, I'm not doing as well as that person that got 3,000 leads in, in, you know, a a few days, but I got, you know, 100 new people in the same amount of time. That's still 100 people that can buy from you and that's 100 people that can spend money and consume your content. Yeah, and it depends on which analytics and what data are we looking at. So when we're in – we're talking about the social media sphere – We know tons of people that have come to us that have thousands and thousands and thousands of followers, 
but their engagement is on the floor. Mm-hmm. And so it's like anybody can have people that follow them, but real leaders convert. And that's really what people are forgetting here is that you could, somebody could get 3,000 people on their list, however they end up doing it. And you could get 100 people on your list and they could have a 2% conversion rate and you could have a 5% conversion rate. At the end of the day, the person with 100 leads still won and is still making more money. And I think looking at those things that are more of vanity metrics are what's getting people lost in, I really actually need to get to know these people because I do eventually want to get them in a room with me. I do want to get on a podcast or on a stage and see these same people who are like, oh, I've been following you for forever. And there's lots of places like that. Interact is one of them that I've been following since almost inception of what this was. And so being able to see you guys grow in that process. And I'd love to talk about the churn rates. So going back to the zones of vibration, because I think that churn is something that creators don't quite understand in the Mm -hmm. same way that businesses do. And as a subscription model kind of business, this is something that, you know, everybody's trying to get into subscriptions. We see Burger King has a coffee subscription. Panera has their coffee subscription. Yeah, it's crazy how many people. And so I just kind of sit back and watch as these bigger businesses are like, Hmm, these creators, they're smart for doing this thing. And technology has taught us that memberships are lucrative. But there's one word that nobody talks about, and that's churn. And so we're not actually making butter here for anybody who's not. (laughs) This is more of the idea of people coming in. How long do they stay and how before they not become non-members? So whether you have a membership, you have technology, you have an app. And talking about how quizzes can help with that churn rate. Yes. So I think it just really leads back to knowing more about your audience, you know. Um, Really understanding who the people are, what their needs are, what they're struggling with, and how you can best serve them will reduce those churn rates naturally because they feel more connected. Um. The thing that I always like to sort of think about too is, you know, even in my earlier example, if if I felt connected to this brand and, you know, I was I stayed interested in, okay, what are hormones doing, all that stuff, at some point you can still become a buyer, right? Mm-hmm. A quiz will help people keep you at the top of their mind. So if I'm going to, you know, look at, let's say – If I'm going to look at um, person A versus person B, one has a quiz, one doesn't have a quiz, and I took that quiz, I felt really good about it, the result really hit the spot, I'm going to keep that person in mind because I have an emotional connection to that person and to that brand because I felt that they really made sure they understood what my needs were in order to give me the offers that related to them, even if I didn't buy it, you know. Mm -hmm. But I might say, oh, wow, this is really cool. I could really use this. I'm just not quite in that place yet. So let me continue consuming content versus if someone's just sort of sending you whatever, then you might not stay connected. You might see this as just another newsletter that you're getting 
and there's the beautiful unsubscribe button that we all have a love-hate relationship (laughs) with. Yeah, no, I definitely understand that of like sometimes we're subscribed to things and other times we're not. I'd love to hear personally, like we can think of any brand across the board, physical or digital. What is one brand that comes to mind that you're like, when these people email me or I see something from them, I take note because I have that connection. Oh my gosh. I feel like a lot of people relate to this, but for me, it's Target. (laughs) Love it. They don't have a quiz, but I mean, I think that one's a little bit different. If we're talking about sort of people with quizzes, you know, um, there's this one that I've always talked about. I think I took their quiz in, oh, what was it, 2018, 2019 now? The time is just escaping me. But um, I recently had gotten into, you know, energy and earth minerals and how crystals, you know, what each crystal does and how it relates to making you feel a certain way to put it in more simpler words. But yes, natural energies, essentially what it was. And it was, you know, what, which crystal is more, is, is more like your personality. Um, and that one just stuck with me for so long because it was something that I was already interested in, but I was new to that world. And, um, you know, there's so many different minerals and crystals out there. It's hard to remember what's what. It's Mm -hmm. hard to even identify, oh, this is obsidian versus this is amethyst. Some of them look exactly the same. I've been in a store before that like had all these minerals and they all (laughs) look the same. Um, And it's hard to identify, but that one really stuck with me because it was something I was interested in. I really sort of loved the idea of you know, knowing which one was going to be perfect for my mood, whether I was stressed, whether, you know, I was happy, whether I was meditating, whether I, you know, had a weird day, had a good day, all of it, right? Um, But this quiz really like took you there. It was like, okay, here's exactly what is perfect for you. And the beauty of it is, was in that case, depending on your mood, you could retake the quiz, and see a different result based off of how you felt in that moment. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's such a great way to do it too, because then you're getting different pieces of a person and you can almost cater. Like you've seen these boxes for different kinds of outfits, how they'll do that quiz of like, what styles are you? Mm-hmm. And then they'll send you a box of the things that they think fit the best. But then they're constantly updating that based on what you're sending back. And I think that that's something that we can easily do with the data that we have is you have your original quiz, but then treating things in your business as if it's always getting to know somebody better. You're always creating a deeper relationship with somebody. And it's like calling your best friend of, oh, you've never told me that story before. And then being able to hear this story from them or listen to them on a podcast or hear something else. Like I've got friends who are like, I'm so excited for your podcast to come out because of the fact that I get to know you in a different way of conversations that we don't have daily. And it took me back and it made me think of some of the conversations that we've had in the past of, oh, this is kind of just like a quiz all of the time of figuring people out and getting to know people deeply because 
the deeper that you know your audience as a whole, the easier it's going to be able for you to make an impact with these people that we got into business to help and getting through the minutia of all the things that we were talking about of how much money are we making? How many leads do we have? And saying, yes, I have 200 people who saw that video. I have 200 people who took my quiz. I have X amount of people on my list. And looking at those smaller numbers as you're growing as a blessing, because now I, if I only have a thousand people on my list, I can reach out to 10 people a month and say, what are things that you're struggling with? What are things that you need? And meet with some of those people one-on-one and side by side, look at some of those quiz results that they've had and ask deeper questions so that you can really get to know the audience. And then maybe that will give you some ideas on how to change things to get more of those people in. And just leading with authenticity, knowing that the right people are going to follow and the right people are going to be taking that quiz too. I love that. And what really sort of struck me was constantly having more conversations. People are changing all the time and your business is going to change. Um, But it's sort of finding the balance between how do we change together and how do I, you know, tweak what I need to or move around what I need to, not because it's bad or that like it, it just stopped working, but because we're constantly evolving and how do I evolve with it? Mm -hmm. Well, it's going back to the friends idea. We're constantly pivoting and just pivoting just enough to where we don't break our couch. And most people pivot so much. They're like, oh, I'm moving to a totally different industry. And then all of a sudden they have two chairs because they were like, well, I don't need to pivot anymore because there is no room for pivoting. And Evolution is a much better word for what we're doing in business because we are just adding to. It's not like you're losing the knowledge that you've come here with, the data that you have. So whether your quiz seems to work or not, it's saying, what did I learn from this experience and how can I tweak it for that next piece? And then really having a community of people like within Interact, where you guys have your guys' community, which I'd love for you to talk about for a minute. Oh, yeah. And having those people that could be like, oh, well, have you thought about it this way? Have you, maybe we should change this word to this and getting that feedback that you might not be getting, especially as a smaller creator, because you don't have that audience of your own yet. Exactly. Yes. And one of the things I mean, it's so interesting. One of the things I love about working at Interact is we're still so small that we experience a lot of the same problems that our customers experience. We have a lot of the same questions. We're wondering a lot of the same things. But we also, you know, have this opportunity because we are a tool, it's a software tool, that we can take those questions and make something out of it. Um, Something that we really realized was, okay, we have – you know, our target market, but a lot of our customers, you know, they do something similar, whether they're in the wellness industry or they're in the auto industry. Like it's it's similar in the way of the problems and the questions that they have of how do I run a business? What are the things that I need to do? Um, We had started our own community um, by using another tool called Circle and it's called the Quiz Collective. But the idea is sort of to help creators 
find people in their industries that they didn't know existed, give them that connection and, you know, allow them to do that, right? Like take my quiz, tell me what you thought about it. And I've honestly been so sort of surprised in the way that people are willing to support other people even if they could technically be competitors right it's it's a beautiful thing because it really pulls people together we're all trying to win here right um and i think at the end of the day it's it's tough to feel like well you know i don't want people knowing what i'm doing you know but those are actually the people that are best to take your quiz to test it out to see like how they feel about it because at the end of the at the end of the day someone's going to buy from you because they like you as a person and as a brand and you know how they resonate with you and what you know like the meaning behind your business and what you do and so you don't have to feel scared about other people seeing what your quiz is you don't have to feel scared about you know someone who could be a competitor giving you advice or learning from each other because that's sort of the root of it is okay people are going to buy from me but we're all going to win here Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's the change that we're seeing in Web3 with NFTs and decentralization, because while we're talking about data, this is one of the reasons that we've moved in this direction in the first place, because we got sick of big companies being the only people that had any data and us not being in charge of our own and taking it all as when the tide rises, all boats rise together. Mm-hmm. And I think when we're not sharing, we end up being that boat that's tied to the dock that ends up drowning mm-hmm. because we're not willing to share what's coming and what is the best interest. Like we look back in history, even some of the greatest minds who could have been easily seen as competitors were still talking to each other. And who was the one who came up with what idea? We're still figuring out in history books today because of the collaboration. And I think that that's okay, because we might not have ever gotten to that specific discovery had we not had some of that. Exactly. Exactly. We'll also, um, we want to share our knowledge too. So in our community, we literally walk people through the entire process of creating the quiz. And um, it's really cool because you know, we have all these resources and information. So it's just a way for people to ask questions, um, you know, get to know us as a company. Can't We can't tell people to rehumanize their marketing if we don't humanize our own marketing. <laughs> um, but also have a chance to speak to us and sort of like ask questions if, you know, they maybe don't have budget for a consultant. They don't have budget for a developer to create stuff like this for them. Um, you know, we want people to have access to whatever information they need or have and sort of going back to kind of like you know sharing information and what we're doing and what not us as a company we also learn from our competitors all the time as well um we have a few blog posts on sort of like the difference between us and some of our competitors not to be like here's why you should come with us but more so just we're true believers of if it doesn't work for you, if you just don't like the colors or you don't like the buttons, you don't feel like it works for your business, that's totally fine because at the end of the day, we want you to use what you're comfortable using. Um, We all do different things, but we also all do the same thing at our core. So one of my 
one of the questions that I do also have a love-hate relationship with is, you know, how do you compare? Like, what do you do different that other companies don't do? And my my answer has always been, it really just depends on what you need. What are you comfortable with? And it's the same for you as a business too. If you um, if you want to succeed, like you have to be comfortable with okay, like I'm going to get some people and I'm going to lose some people, but I can learn along the way. And some of the people that I can learn from are people who do the same thing as me. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love that about smaller businesses and creators and software that is specifically for creators like Interact because there's a different mindset of we're not just trying to get as much of our market share as possible. It's more how do we help the people in the best way possible? And at the core of being a creator, that's why we started this podcast. That's why we pick the specific guests like you to come on because we know that we're all in the same heart space as far as we're here to really help people. And if that means saying, hey, so-and-so can do this better than I can, let me make you an introduction Mm -hmm. instead of, oh my gosh, they went with my competitor. It's a much better feeling. And then we're opening the space for the right people that are going to be for us too. And I think on a big level, that's the best thing that we can be doing. Yeah. I on Oh my gosh, on our podcast, I've heard it so many times in different ways of working with people that weren't the right client for a bunch of different reasons. I mean, we're all human. Um you know, and I love what you said about sort of making space for people who do want to work with you because that is essentially what you're doing when you end up – and this is going a little outside of software, I'm sorry, but when you end up working with um, someone that you don't feel comfortable with, if you were like, no, I need this because I want sort of that money or, you know, I guess like materialistic ideas about it, um, you're draining your energy and you're – burning yourself out because it's not natural for you to to be working in this way, right? But if you're like, hey, actually, I think this might be a better fit for you, then you are actually just sort of saving your energy and saving your own mental health in in sort of like finding the right people that will work really well with you. Yeah. And it's that whole idea of as a creator, I'm going to attract the right people and then bless and release the people that don't fit. Mm -hmm. And not looking at things like unsubscribes or people dropping off of your quiz is a bad thing, but then saying to yourself, okay, well, they weren't the right person. And that opens me up for those next right people because you can't scale with the wrong people. It's like being in a bad relationship. You're not going to grow as much as you can if you're servicing clients or having people in your courses or coaching people that aren't a good fit for you because they're not going to be suggesting you to their friends. They're not going to be creating that community that you really long for that Interact has created that we've seen in some of the things that we're creating right now of bringing the best of the best together. Exactly. And that does also relate to as you're building your email list. This is the reason why, you know, having 200 really great leads that, you know, are really connected to you and your brand is way better than having, you know, 3,000 leads that maybe found you on the internet, thought it was cool, and are just on your email list sitting there. Yeah. And so as we wrap this up, there's so many good things, and we'll definitely have to have you on again so we can (laughs) talk 
more about some of these energy pieces and things like that, because I know that there's a lot of people interested in that, is we have one question that we ask all of our guests at the end. And you have you can think about it for a couple seconds, but we have some people at, uh, answer it with, this is the bad thing. And we have other people answer it with the uh, good side. So if humans came with warning labels, what would yours say? Oh my God. I love this question. <laughs> this is so funny. Okay. Give me a second because I feel like I'd have a lot. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. I guess if it was a good warning label, it would be um, – I love, I love to talk and oh my gosh. Okay. Now I'm going into story time, but I just had my bridal shower on Sunday and we played a bunch of games that were like, what would the bride say? Or like, what, what is this about her? And you don't know how many, I mean, it was a smaller party of like less than 20 people, but everyone was like shouting. I was like, okay, I'm curious, like shout out your answers. And they all like in unison shouted out the answers and most of them were correct. And I was like, wow, I must really <laughs> – I must really talk a lot. So I'm an open book. Um, and I guess my warning label would be if you say hi to me, get ready to have a really good conversation because <laughs> I will talk forever. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's also sort of the bad is that it will be for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I love that because I always jokingly say that mine is sassy and comes with glitter. Oh, I love that. I love like, a cooler, cooler little <laughs> tagline. <laughs> the next time you'll be ready for it. Um, that's why we like to surprise people because it's always interesting to see like what is the first impression here. Mm-hmm. And I think that wraps us nicely back around to why quizzes are so important because it gives us a great first impression. And I can't thank you enough for coming on and giving us all of your knowledge and just really talking about this from a different perspective of not just the how to get it done, but why is this important for creators in general? And we'll have all of your information in the show notes. And if you just want to tell us really quick where we can find you and where people can connect with you. Yeah, definitely. And thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Um, That was such a good ending question. If I could steal it from you, I would, but I'm not going to. Okay, so if you want to find Interact, um, obviously our website, tryinteract.com. We're on almost every social media, but we're most prevalent on Instagram, at tryinteract. And um, last week, actually, we just launched our first TikTok channel, which is me specifically. So it's still – the handle is still at tryinteract, but you'll hear from me. Um, If you guys do end up joining our community, The Quiz Collective, we are all on there and you can actually DM us. Um, You can tag us. It's similar to social media in that way. But we love talking to people. We love hearing stories. So yes, please reach out with questions. Yes. And we'll have all of these in there. So if you're interested in starting a quiz or if you have questions about a quiz, definitely get into the community, meet some amazing people, and Definitely go and listen to their podcast so that you can get more information and see what other cool people are out there who are building these as well. Yes, definitely. And it's um, if you're looking for the podcast, it's called Creator Stories. Okay, perfect. And like I said, we'll have all of that linked here. And thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of Top Shelf Creator. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Top Shelf Creator Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at 
off-shelf creator. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we would love to see you share it with a friend and give us a review wherever you listen to help us reach more creators just like you.